Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the Wayfair Podcast. I'm Tom Vanderwell. Thank you so much for joining me again today on our chapter day journey. We are the next to last chapter of the book of Luke. 23rd chapter was verse 42. And it resonated with me this morning. It says, then the criminal who was crucified next to Jesus said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Today's podcast is entitled, A Bit Part. When I was young and involved in theater, like most people, I always wanted the starring roles. Who doesn't? <laughs> and I've been blessed to have gotten lead roles in a number of great shows over the years. As I studied theater and began to direct shows myself, I was always struck by individuals at auditions who made it clear that if they didn't get the lead role, they didn't want to be in the show at all. As time went on, I found this sentiment increasingly sad. You see, the more time I spent on stage, the more I began to realize the joy of playing a bit part. Number one, it requires less time learning lines and memorizing them, which then provides more time for playing around with lines and developing the character and experimenting with the role. I've always loved the process of character development. And even with the small roles of only a few lines, I will do an entire character study and develop a backstory for the character in order to bring that character to life on stage for the audience. There's a ton of fun to be had in crafting a bit character who steals the show. You know, I think the best role by far in Hamilton is King George. I mean, he's only on stage a few brief moments, but he's stolen the show every time that I've seen it. As I read through the great story, I find that my theater experiences lead me to contemplate those who have bit parts in the narrative. In today's chapter, Jesus is tried, sentenced, crucified, dies, and is buried. But there are a host of bit players in the event. There's the terrorist and murderer Barabbas, who's pardoned instead of Jesus, who hasn't done anything wrong. There's the foreigner traveling to Jerusalem who is forced to carry Jesus' cross. Luke twice references the women who had traveled with Jesus all the way from Galilee and had the courage to witness the crucifixion while most all the male disciples were hiding in fear. And there's Joseph, a member of the ruling council, the council who conspired to have Jesus killed. But he was a rebel. He didn't go along with them. And he's now asking for the body of Jesus and placing Jesus' dead body in his own tomb. All of these bit characters have stories to tell. And I can only imagine how compelling those stories might be as they unpack the events that led them to be there at that moment on that day. I wonder how the events of that day may have changed their lives. Of all the bit characters in today's chapter, it was the thief crucified next to Jesus who commanded my attention as I meditated on the chapter in the choir this morning. First, I found it fascinating that he knew enough about Jesus to be convinced of Jesus' innocence. And he seemed to know what Jesus had been teaching. He was, uh, was he among the curious crowds who gathered to listen to Jesus in the temple earlier in that week? Was he convicted of his own 
blaring mistakes and poor life choices as he listened to Jesus teach. I also found it fascinating that the thief knew Jesus teaching enough to acknowledge that Jesus was a king with a kingdom. Did he overhear Jesus' conversation with Pilate when Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world? And at what point did the thief decide that Jesus was exactly who he said he was? Finally, I love that the thief owns his own sins and the painful consequences he's experiencing. I thought of Shakespeare's tragic thieving character, Bardolph. It came to mind because he says to a young Prince Harry, when thou art king, don't hang a thief. Well, the thief on the cross has no such hopes for escaping with a royal pardon. With the eyes of his spirit, the condemned man sees with perfect clarity what is happening in this moment. He and the angry criminal hanging on the other side of Jesus are getting what they deserve. They committed their crimes, and they're paying for it. And with the same clarity, he sees that Jesus is an innocent man suffering like a lamb being slaughtered. In that moment, the nameless thief has one request. Remember me. There is something I find so purely humble and gut-wrenching honest in this ask. He accepts his fate and embraces the certainty that he deserves the eternal punishment to which he knows he is headed. It reminds me of Jesus' parable of the rich man and the poor beggar Lazarus. The rich man languishes in Hades and looks across the spiritual chasm to see Lazarus in heaven. And this is the reality that the thief fully expects. He will be in eternal anguish. As across the great spiritual divide, Jesus takes up his throne in his eternal kingdom of heaven. And the thief accepts this fate. Please, Jesus, just think of me. That's all I ask. How magnificent, how beautiful, that in this grand, climactic, spiritual moment in the history of all creation, one undeserved, poor thief finds a mustard seed of faith and the grace which flows freely from it. When, as an actor, I make an entrance to play a bit character on stage, I am that person in that moment. And in the quiet this morning, I find myself, yeah, I just found myself in that moment, similarly hanging on my cross next to Jesus. I know my sins. I know what I deserve. I know that Jesus does not deserve what I deserve. And in the quiet this morning, it is my soul whispering, remember me. Hope you have a great day, my friend, wherever this finds you. Lord willing, I'll be back here tomorrow. I hope you join me.